Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Personal Growth Project Podcast, your one-stop shop for up-leveling your life. My name is Abigail Lang, and I am a full-time student, content creator, freelance video editor, writer, and motivational speaker. I'm here to help you grow into the life you've always wanted to have, so let's get real on how to do so. Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Personal Growth Project podcast. In this episode, I'm excited to talk about what we can do to make this school year a really good one. Because if you live in my local area, or I know a lot of you are also students, you're probably going to be starting the school year soon. And although we've all had a really great summer, hopefully, it can be really important to have just as good of a school year as you do a really good summer. So I'm going to be talking about how you can actually enjoy your school year while still being productive and getting everything done that you really want to get done because it's important to have balance and though you may want to be a perfectionist in everything like me, and that's definitely possible, you can do it while still having a good time and staying fulfilled, and that's going to keep you from getting burnt out. So I'm going to talk about the kind of structure that I have to my school days and some things that I like to do on the weekends or even during the school days that really help me stay balanced between school and all my other hobbies and interests, because just as having a school life and being successful in school is important, it's also very important to be successful in things outside of school. You don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket and be like the star student of your class and then have absolutely no life outside of school and nothing else going on for you. Because that is pretty much the road to getting burnt out and depressed. So I'm going to talk about all of the things that I do to help avoid that. Let's get right into it. I actually have so many good tips because last year was pretty much the busiest year of my life. I had six APs to study for. I ended up getting a five on all of them because I learned how to balance my time with like relaxation and taking care of my mind. And that is proof that you can succeed in school while still doing well in other things and not getting burnt out. So at the same time, I got fives on all of these AP exams. Like during the same school year, I was building my brand on Twitter, on social media. I think I probably gained over like 5,000 followers um, when you combine both Twitter and Instagram. So you definitely can do a lot while still doing well in school and enjoying your life. The first major tip that I have is time blocking. This is actually going to be crucial to any sort of success in school. You want to time block your day because school days are very short and time flies after school. You get out of school and you think, oh, like I have, you know, five or six hours before I go to bed. And then those hours just fly by super fast. And a lot of the time, if you're not very vigilant about utilizing them and really having a purpose for each minute, those hours will just fly away. And then you'll maybe procrastinate, you'll become stressed, and you'll feel disappointed when you go to sleep because you'll know that you could have done something better with those hours. So the first thing I really like to do is time block. I use Google Calendar religiously. I will put all of my classes on my Google Calendar as reoccurring events. 
And then the time before school and after school, I block all of it out for certain activities. So I'll write 3.30 to 4 o'clock, drive home. And then like 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock, I'll put, let's say, homework for AP Macro Micro, right? And then I'll put maybe 5 to 5.30, eat dinner. 5.30 to 6, uh, go on a walk. I don't know. You want to just make sure that you have everything planned out, and that's going to tie a lot into some of the future points that I make, because if you don't plan out your time, you tend to overutilize it with one thing or another. Like, sometimes you'll have days when you come home from school if you don't plan, and you'll spend all of the hours relaxing. Or maybe one day you'll come home from school and spend all of your time studying. It's really hard to come up with a good balanced lifestyle if you're not planning out your time because you'll end up allotting too much time for one activity over another. And if you want to prevent getting burnt out, you really have to be able to balance your time well between all facets of life. Like you need time to go to the gym. You need time to relax. You need time to study, obviously, But you also need time to meal prep and you need time to sleep, obviously. And if you're not really allotting a good amount of time for each of those activities, oh, you can only go so long before the burnout hits you and you just feel miserable, stressed, and honestly are waiting for the next break. If you're constantly living in a way where you're craving the next break from school, like fall break or like the weekend, you're doing it wrong. Because if you're constantly so miserable that you're just counting down the days to 3.30 p.m. on Friday when school ends, you're not balanced. And if you have the thought that you're super excited for the weekend, you're doing something wrong. You should be genuinely enjoying every single day of the school week, and if you're not, you need to have some more balance in your life. That's the number one thing that I've learned. You cannot get in that mindset of only living for the weekends because if you're in that mindset, it means that you're really not taking care of yourself well. So with time blocking, here are the essentials you want to put on your daily schedule. Obviously, going to school, time block all of those hours. Give yourself 30 minutes to drive to and from school or your various activities. And then always, always, always time block some amount of time for exercise. It is just non-negotiable. You have to be exercising. If you're sitting in a chair for eight hours a day, you have to exercise. You will be so miserable and depressed if you don't move your body and you're just sitting on your rear all day. Because think about it. If you don't schedule time to exercise, you're likely sitting the entire day. Because you get home and you study after school. You're just sitting on your butt for a few more hours and then you go to sleep And you're also in a relaxed state and you're not moving your body. It's really bad for your health and it's also really bad for your mental health. And I guarantee that your quality of focus will be a million times better if you implement exercise into your daily routine. Like after a long day of school, sometimes the only way to regain your focus is by going on a walk or going to the gym. That's just the way it works for me. Because your brain is a muscle, and if it's been working for eight hours straight, honestly, people think that they can, like, push their brain really hard to keep going and going and going, 
But that's not smart. It's exactly like a muscle. And you can't just keep doing rep after rep. Eventually, it's going to fail. And you're going to need a little bit of time to recuperate before you start the next set. You have to treat your brain like a muscle and give it a little bit of rest in the form of going for a walk or going to the gym after a long day of school. What I plan on doing this year, since I now have a gym membership, is going to the gym directly after school so that I can kind of get back in that mindset of relaxation, give my brain a little bit of time to recharge, and then really get amped up before I tackle a study session. What I did wrong last year, I will admit, was that I would go like straight home or straight to the library and study after school. And by that point, my brain was just completely wasted. Like I was not ready to jam in a few more hours. And on days when I was really energetic, I could pull it off. But on days when I was lethargic and tired, trying to sit down and focus hard for another few hours was kind of torture. And it really started to not work well for me by the end of the year. So this year, definitely directly after school, I will make sure that I do some form of exercise just to resharpen my mind. Because I've noticed that if I'm having a bad day or if I'm not feeling very productive and I'm kind of being lazy, going to the gym actually like completely recharges me and gets me motivated to get stuff done. Which sounds weird because, you know, why would working out make you energized? I don't know, but it really does. And it makes you feel like, hey, you know, I've really accomplished something. And then you feel like, hey, you know, I can go study since I've already gone to the gym. I'm really crushing the day. It just gives you the ego boost that you need to be productive. So 100% include time for exercise. I'm a little bit crazy. I would recommend you do it before and after school. Before school, because you get a huge confidence boost that will carry you through your day and will help in all of your social interactions, there is no better way to boost your confidence than working out. And on days when I work out, either by going to group workout classes or going to the gym early in the morning or going for a run, which I love so much, I just feel so good and I'm easily able to talk to people. I have a lot more patience and I don't feel insecure. So it definitely makes a huge difference in the quality of my day when I do it before I go to school. Now, in terms of health benefits, I don't really think it matters whether you do it before or after school. But in terms of like mental benefits and social benefits, doing it before school definitely helps a lot. So I would recommend you block some time off to work out both before and after school. Next thing that I recommend you block some time for is reading. Reading is the number one way to relax and recharge your mind while still remaining productive. I would recommend that you read before you go to bed, always. Definitely give yourself a little chunk of time on your calendar to read before going to bed because it helps your mind wind down and it genuinely just makes you enjoy life so much more than when you use your phone before going to bed. Like, it's one of the number one things that I like to do to help me romanticize my life and it makes me feel really good when I read before bed because I feel like 
I'm kind of doing something that not a lot of other people would do, and I'm doing something that's good for my health, and I'm learning something, or I'm reading a really good story, and it puts me in a really good mindset before I go to bed. So I would recommend blocking off some time for that every single night. I also recommend blocking off about, like, 30 minutes just to do some evening stretches and take a shower or just wind down and get ready for bed. Because I used to make the mistake of just like time blocking up until the very minute I was supposed to go to bed. And then I had like no time to get ready for bed and I would just be rushing around stressed trying to get to bed on time. I don't recommend that. I would recommend that you always time block at least 30 minutes that you can use to get ready for bed so that you can actually be in bed ready to sleep at your designated bedtime. Now, mine has shifted to be really early. I will admit I'm a little bit crazy, but everyone already knows this. So I started going to a group workout class and they basically meet really early in the morning, like 5.15, and it takes me time to get ready and time to drive there. So I have to wake up at 4.30 on those mornings. And quite frankly, the gym I go to is like 24-5, so during weekdays, it's open really early. And at this point, I've just decided that I should just shift my wake-up time to 4.30 instead of 5, because honestly, too many people are starting to wake up at 5. It's actually alarming. I used to be able to go out at 5 and barely see anyone, but now I guess David Goggins has reached everyone and a bunch of people are waking up early. So I can't let that happen. I still have to beat the curve. So when I'm up at 4.30, (laughs) that's when no one is awake. Absolutely no one is out on the streets at 4.30. And, you know, I can drive around to the gym, absolutely no traffic. And I really like that because... It just puts me in a good mindset before I have to interact with people. When I get my workout out of the way really, really early in the morning and I get to talk to people at the group workout class or just, you know, go to the gym and run a few miles alone, that puts me in a really good headspace to tackle my day. I don't like it when I go to the gym later in the morning because it's like everyone is already there just it doesn't make me feel good about myself. I feel very average when I go to the gym and it's already packed. But when I go to the gym and it's virtually empty, ooh, it gives me a good ego boost. And I think that everyone needs those healthy sources of ego boosts to really tackle their days. So I would definitely recommend waking up early. But also, it can be very detrimental to your health if you don't go to sleep early enough. And that was what I learned this summer, because I woke up early pretty much every day this summer, but I did not go to sleep early every day this summer. I was actually really bad about going to sleep on time, and I think I'm probably more sleep-deprived than I was at the end of last semester. So this semester, I'm really working on going to sleep earlier, And that's why I suggest that you give yourself 30 minutes to wind down before going to bed. And I've set a really early bedtime for myself. My goal is to be in bed by hmm, 8.30 every night. So that gives me a decent amount of sleep. Let me think about this. So 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. So that's eight hours of sleep. That's not bad at all. Um, As a runner, I feel like that's 
the golden amount of sleep for me to get. So if I can actually stick with that and get to bed by 8.30 every night, I'll be very pleased with myself. And I know that that'll help a lot in the school year. That's a huge thing. You need to time block your sleeping time and be very, very vigilant about actually following your time blocking schedule and getting to sleep on time. Because when you're productive, you often have this temptation to cut sleep instead of anything else on your schedule. And you'll say, oh, you know, I can just cut these 30 minutes of sleep. But you would probably panic if you got stuck in traffic for an extra 30 minutes. We kind of have a warped definition of when it's important to keep control of our time. And for some reason, we think that during the day, our time is precious and golden. But then when it comes to our hours of sleep, we're like, eh, you know, I'll just go with um, one hour less of sleep. We just don't really value it as much as we should, and that's really bad for our health. If there's one thing I want to do this year, it's get better sleep. I really cannot live on sleep deprivation anymore. The last time I consistently got eight hours of sleep was quarantine, which is three years ago, over three years ago. I've been living on six to seven hours of sleep as an average for three years, which, you know, that doesn't sound too bad compared to other people, but getting less than the recommended amount of sleep for three years is probably not very good for my health. So I'm definitely going to improve on that, and I hope that you can take up the challenge to do it as well. So the next thing you want to time block is definitely spending time with people who uplift you. I think that's really important. In addition to reading, spending time with other people is one of those activities that really can improve your productivity and just allow your mind to relax and recharge when you're not studying. And I actually learned the importance of this last year, but I will kind of give you a disclaimer. I'm only talking about spending time with people who are at your level or better. If you're spending time with people who are bums, no. It's going to do the reverse effect of everything I'm saying. Absolute reverse effect. You will actually regress in your progress. You'll become less productive and you'll probably become depressed. So I don't advise spending time with people who are not at your level because those things just usually don't go well. But if you're able to find people who share your common interests, like studying and doing well in school, or maybe if you like going to the gym, finding someone who you can work out with, or if you're a runner like me, finding a running buddy, that can be a really great way to recharge your mind while still doing something productive. And I would honestly say that I was carried through AP exam season by the fact that I had multiple study buddies that I would regularly study with. And that really does help when you can combine studying with social time with friends. So what I like to do when I study with a study buddy is I like to use the Pomodoro method. So we'll do like 25 minutes of working together and then we can just talk during the five minute break. And it's a really good way to get your social time while still staying productive and not moving away from your goals. Because a lot of people struggle with having friends while still being really productive. And I have to say, if you want to do it well, you have to find friends who can do your productive activities with you. 
it just does not generally work when you find friends that you can only hang out with doing non-productive activities. Like, you can only hang out with this friend if you go to the movies together, or watch TV at their house, or like, I don't know, Snapchat people together? I don't know what people really do, because I've never really engaged in those friendships. But what really helps is just finding those people who you can do your daily activities with. So, as I said, you're supposed to work out every day. Find someone who you can work out with every day. Find someone who you can run with every day, who you can study with every day. Or maybe even find another reader that you can read books with together. Start a book club with your friends. That way you can still remain productive and keep moving towards your goals, Well, getting social time, because everyone needs to talk to other people. I will say my sophomore and freshman year, I kind of took the lone wolf approach, and I thought that, you know, being productive was the most important thing, and that meant that I wouldn't have any friends and shouldn't waste my time talking to people. And so I really did have pretty much no friends, but I now see that did not have to be the case, because I could have easily found people who wanted to study or work out with me, and I would have probably been a lot happier. So I'm glad that I finally found people who check those boxes for me, and I recommend that you do the same, because it does make a big difference in enjoying your school year when you have people who you can hang out with who actually improve you as a person. Another really big tip I have for enjoying your school year while staying productive is taking yourself out on dates. And if you're a guy listening to this, I know that sounds cheesy, and you may not want to phrase it that way when you're talking to your friends, but be sure to take yourself out. It really does help. And what I like to do is, like, I'll treat myself maybe once every other week or so, or maybe once every weekend. I'll take myself out to a bookstore or a coffee shop, and I'll buy myself something. You know, I tend to be pretty frugal, so I don't really spend unless it's absolutely necessary. But I've kind of loosened up a little, and it really does recharge my soul and help me feel better when I go out and buy myself a coffee and sit at a coffee shop or bookstore and sip my coffee while writing my book or reading a book or working on homework or studying. That actually makes me feel really good, and it's nice to treat yourself every once in a while, and it really does help you romanticize your life and feel good about your day. So I would recommend that you do that. It doesn't have to be a study date. You can also take yourself out on an artistic date, which is something that's really popular in the book The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which is a really good book that I want to start reading soon. I've heard a lot about it, um, but the most impactful thing I heard in the snippets of the book that I saw on TikTok was that you should be taking yourself out on these artist dates which is like where you just go out to a park or maybe even a coffee shop or somewhere nice and you just sit there and basically come up with ideas. You just allow yourself to relax and let ideas come to you. And that's something that I really love. I think going on a walk can be a way of taking yourself on an artist state. And it just feels so good to be out in nature not worrying about anything but just the nature around you. I really like that, and I think it's a great way to recharge the soul. 
Now, taking yourself on dates could also be taking yourself to the gym. That's a great way to think of it because it really is a good way to take care of yourself and love yourself, which is important. It sounds corny, but it is important to kind of have that mindset of loving yourself and wanting to take care of yourself like you're a friend. Because, you know, if you were in your friend's body, you probably wouldn't do awful things like eating junk food or like wasting all of their time. You would want them to be taken care of. And so we should treat ourselves the same way. We should treat ourselves just as well as we treat anyone else. And taking ourselves out on dates to the coffee shop or to the gym or just to a park can be a really great way to recharge and kind of get in the mindset of enjoying life instead of only focusing on getting stuff done. And now another important thing that I want to mention is the fact that you should be romanticizing school and not thinking of it as something miserable if you want to have a good school year. Because if you think of school as something miserable and get in that mindset of only waiting for every weekend to enjoy your life, you're going to have an awful school year. There's no way around it. If you think of the school day as something to dread, there is absolutely no way you're going to ever have a good school day. That's just not the way that life works. The way that you think about things and people is usually the way that those things and people will show up. So if you think that school is going to be something awful, then it will be something awful because you're training your brain to look for the awful in your school day. Whereas if you say school's something really fun that I enjoy, your brain will automatically seek the fun things about school and you won't notice the bad things. You can easily train your brain to focus on whatever you want it to focus on and that makes a huge difference in your enjoyment of the school day. So romanticize it. Don't think of it as something to dread. It really does make a big difference when you just walk into school with a positive mindset. And furthermore, make the most of every season. That's also something that will really carry you through the school year because you can really get in a good mindset by romanticizing every season. Like when it's the fall, I have a special fall study playlist that I listen to when I'm studying or driving. And that really puts me like in a good mood because I love enjoying and having gratitude for all the little things in life. Like when the leaves on the trees change color in the fall, or when it snows in the winter and we all get to listen to Christmas music. I really enjoy those things. And when you focus on enjoying every season, it makes a big difference in how much you enjoy the school year. And it makes it a lot more fun to study if you listen to themed playlists for every season when you study. So I have a special fall playlist, and I love winter because... I can always listen to like instrumental Christmas music or Christmas lo-fi music and it puts me in a really good mood. So I definitely recommend romanticizing every season and it will definitely carry you through the school year. Now the final thing I want to mention before I run out of time to make this episode is that reading your Bible in the morning also makes a really, really big difference in how much you enjoy the school day and how motivated you are. Because it not only recharges your mind, but it also motivates your soul. Because now you have this, like, fear of God in your heart. And you understand the importance of not being lazy and having good values. And when you put yourself in that mindset of trying to be the best version of yourself for God every morning, 
by reading your Bible, it really does help you stay productive and kind throughout your day. So I would recommend time blocking some time to read your Bible every morning or do a daily devotional or even if you're really, really busy, although it would sadden me that you don't have time to read your Bible. You know, maybe when you're driving to school, you could listen to a biblical podcast or you could listen to an audiobook of the Bible. Just make some time for God in your morning and it will really carry you far in terms of giving you mental peace, clarity, and helping you stay productive. So that's all I have for this week's episode, but I know it'll definitely help a lot of you out because these are all of the best tips that I've learned from my past three years of school. And thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next week's episode. (music) 